0: You can find it on my website at one rental at a time.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. Very exciting topic number two today with uh, Matt. How you doing, Matt? Doing great. Thanks, Mike. Cool, cool. So, this is a topic you recommended, and I love it because it's about hey, let's have two experts that look at their market every day, talk about what they're seeing, right? It's now January. We've been through a pretty rough year. And, um, you know, I think people should hear what we're talking about. So, when you look at your market, what are some of the metrics and some of the things that you're seeing? right now that really catch your attention
1: Yeah no great question. So one of the things that we always look at is you know number of properties on the market yep and typically I would say we have in the in the towns that I are of interest to me um, which is kind of uh, I'd say really two that I focus on um, right now or typically you're gonna have about 150 to, to 200 homes mm-hmm. between single family, uh, condo and multi multifamily, but multifamily being the, you know, of the duplex triplex quad a variety, not really, not really any true multifamily, like high density stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so usually we're in that 150 to 200 range. Uh, this, uh, as of Sunday night, we had 22 properties.
0: (laughs) 22. (laughs) Wow. In winter, like it snows there, right?
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've got snow on the ground now. Yep. Yeah. So Jeez. we have 22 properties and here's the crazy breakdown oh my because God. I like to break down into the numbers, right? Yeah, of course. So we've got 22 properties for sale. One of them is a home over $10 million. <laughs> oh,
0: doesn't fit three, your model, huh?
1: Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Not fitting my, you know, rent model. Um, the three homes over a million. Wow. So those are automatically kind of pushed to the side, discounted, right? Yeah. Now
0: you're at eighteen.
1: Yep. And then there were um, there were I think it was six uh, six or seven um, kind of uh, small apartment condo like single bedroom type of stuff. Yeah. Um, single bedroom, two bedroom, but purely condo. Right. Um, and and also that stuff was also to be built, you know, to be built or to be finished in the next wow. thirty days. Okay. So there were legitimately about eleven homes on the market
0: uh, as of Sunday night. Wow! So do me a favor. How did that compare to like July? Um, July was in the hundreds. Okay. So so what happened between July and January? I'm just gonna guess a lot of purchases. I'm teasing. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but but, but really, in reality, it's more than that. I at least, is. I think it's more than it's that.
1: net. Well, it's net
0: more purchases,
1: exactly. right? Exactly, it's net more purchases, and so I think that there was a lot less being
0: put on the market. <laughs> I think that there was <laughs> a lot of. Know, I still laugh. A lot of purchases, dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. <laughs> but well, it's because
1: I'm astonished. Like when I'm looking at the numbers, I'm mortified because yeah. I'm calling my broker and saying, literally, Jay, why don't you love me? Why don't you love me? Why can't you bring me a deal? And he's like, you think I'm not trying? I was like, I know you're trying, but try harder. Yeah, exactly. And and that's kind of the crazy thing. That's the conversation that we're having, which is I literally, Mike, in the first time in my real estate career, I might have to lose an exchange. Wow. I might have to turn, I might have to break an exchange. Not thrilled about that at all because I hate paying taxes to somebody or to, to, to the government that didn't do anything to earn anything in the process. Yeah. You know, on a transaction, you yeah, know, I just on a transaction. So, yeah. um, I love paying my taxes, but not on a transaction that no one else had anything to do with. Mm-hmm. I created that money. But the problem is, is that the market is so hyper in not only inflated, but hyper hot. Like, yeah. Imagine it's, those numbers, like 22 homes and we can wipe 11 of them off the, off the slate immediately.
0: Yeah. You're in my crazy mind. I tra- I translate that to your 90% of normal, right? Yes. Right, if you're over a hundred and now you're at again, rounding to ten. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that does that does that means prices are screaming higher. Well,
1: I can tell you, the eleven that are on the market have either been on the market for less than a week. Yeah. Half of them have been on for less than a week, yeah. but the other half have are have unbelievably inflated prices. I mean, yeah. but here's the thing, and yeah, and. Go to market, see what you can get. I get the I get the deal maker mentality. Like try and see what you can get. And the the other telling number is as I look through it, you know, one of the other things I look at is percentage to list price that's achieved. Yeah. So if you listed for one hundred thousand dollars and you get ninety eight thousand dollars, that's a ninety eight percent you know to to listing price achieved. Mm -hmm. The number for us in November that was just published was one hundred point six.
0: Wow. So you're, so 100.6.
1: That means that everything, is I over. mean, if you follow yeah. that, we're averaging over a hundred percent of asking price.
0: Yeah. That's, um, that's not normal. Right. Well, right. and it also shows that all
1: due respect to some realtors, yeah. they're not the final authority. Like that numbers, like the market's the market. Yeah. You know, the market's the market.
0: Yeah. And again, this is why I'm actually excited about 2021. Because again, if you just play this out, again, I don't know your market at all, but I know mine. If we are at 90% below normal inventory, prices will very quickly shoot up double digits. Yes. Like very quickly. Sure. Absolutely. And the longer it stays, the more months that that will compound, right? Because that's what happens to prices is it compounds. Uh, and again, I have records of this. I th- That happened to me in like 05, 06. Fresno went up like 20% one year, 21, and then then went up like 31. Yeah. You know, so again, yeah. if inventory doesn't go up, you know, people are going to, re- it's going to become very unaffordable very quickly.
1: Well, yeah, I think, so let's talk, you know, so I think that affordability is definitely going to be a thing. You know, I know that we're going to cover that in kind of another segment, Just but just kind of finishing off the numbers, you know, I had some other numbers jotted down here. The um, in November over the same time last year, uh, sales were up
0: 18.8%. Wait a second. So now you have inventory at record lows, but you have sales volumes up roughly 20%. Yep.
1: It's
0: because it's getting
1: eaten up that quickly. So you've got 18.8% sales up our median sales price for the entire state, not for my region for the entire state is median sales price is up fifteen point seven percent over November of last year. Fifteen point seven. You know we watch all these channels, right? And you talk about all these guys and say, "Well, you know, you, you could do some Amazon drop shipping, and you don't have to worry <laughs> about getting your three percent on real estate."
0: Yeah,
1: I looked at the last ten years. There was no year where it only appreciated
0: three percent. Yeah, these. Yeah, it was
1: four, five, seven, eight. Four and a half, it's all over the map, but the average isn't anywhere near 3%.
0: And oh, by the way, you can buy it at a discount in an efficient market. And yeah, these absolutely. These, it's, I mean, the other thing I saw in the numbers, get this one. So uh, I think I put this out on my channel uh, via one of the comments, or I guess I did a post on it. I think I did. The average home went up 17 grand across the country. Yeah. Yeah. So, and in states, so the highest was actually Washington, California was second. Washington, I yep. think by memory, was like 43 grand. California was 39. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, if you own like 30 homes and they went up 30 grand, that doesn't suck. I mean, listen. No. <laughs> I just want you all to know that's not a bad thing. Those are good numbers. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad thing. Uh, and again, if you do what I talk about, just getting to four. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just 17 grand, I mean, that's, what is that? 17 times four, 68,000 bucks yeah. yep. in a year. Yep. And oh, by the way, you don't pay taxes on that. And oh, by the right. way, if you want, you can borrow on it and go get more. I mean, there's just it's it doesn't suck, folks. And you didn't do anything. Yeah. You did nothing. You went to bed at
1: night. You woke up in the morning. That was about the requirement needed, mm-hmm. you know, for for you to achieve
0: that. Um, and and again, I think the single family home, and I've I've actually have videos on this. I believe the single family home would be the best investment for the next decade, because I see the trend coming. It's what we just talked about in video number one or this one. It's there's lower inventory. Builders can't build inflation's coming. Stimulus is coming infrastructure plan. Holy shit. Prices are going up Yeah, and get you better.
1: You better own soon. It's not well. And that's the other thing too, is, is that, you know, we talk about, um, you know, some of the other numbers that I've looked at is sales volume dollar wise. Oh yeah. So this is an interesting number over the last year, November to November. And so what we had was, like we talked about before, migration. Yep. We had a lot of Massachusetts coming up. We had a lot of uh, even Connecticut, Rhode Island. We had a lot of that coming into New Hampshire because of our tax-free. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no income tax um, and no state sales tax, mm-hmm. um, which is really attractive to a lot of folks uh, for obvious reasons, uh, sure. low tax. And so what was really interesting was the volume, dollar-wise, this November over last November was 43.9% in dollar volume. So the amount of deals that added up in 19 of November and the number of deals that added up in November of 2020, it was 43.9% more.
0: Wow. I I mean, mean, do you see anything that slows this down? I mean, let's just call it New Hampshire, 15% in 2020. Why would that slow down in 21? um, I think the
1: only thing that can slow it down is like we talked about in the previous video, which is rate. I think can change it. I think, yeah. a, a, you know, if jobs get horrifically worse.
0: But um, even, but let's, let's poke that a little bit, because I think if jobs get historically or bad, I think there'll be regions of the country there that, that do good. And I think New Hampshire, like you just talked about, given the tax structures, it's going to weather it the best. And frankly, some will lose, some will gain. I think if the employment picture gets bad, New Hampshire wins, frankly. I think
1: so. I think but I think that there's other areas that are hurt. So they the national number gets hit. Yeah, absolutely. I think our state doesn't, nece- yeah. you know, necessarily cuz I still think that there's going to be continue to be a mass exodus from Massachusetts into New Hampshire. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, we're we're seeing that all the time. You know, in fact, I was talking to my broker and he said over half of the homes that he sells are out of state buyers.
0: Well, that's what that's what Brian is telling us about Vegas, right? Yeah. It, yep. It's yep. the same deal, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Man, that is Yeah. I I, I just don't know how, I don't know how New Hampshire doesn't have a a 15% increase again.
1: Yeah. Well, we're seeing stuff that we're literally looking at and saying, remember three years ago, this project that we did, like that was a flip. And we say that house we bought for, you know, 180 and we put 40 into it and sold it for, you know, 250, 260. Now that house is 335 you know, and this is over like a three year span. I mean, good for them. You know, yeah, I got of course. I to out of the deal. Good for them. They, they got a bunch of equity in their home and they didn't do anything. They made yeah. a good investment,
0: you know? Well, let's play this out. Let's think about that 335 house now. I mean, it could be 400 by the end of 2022. It could be. It could be. Well, what
1: we're starting to see now though, and this is, I'm glad you brought that up, which is you're starting to see in times like this, where existing supply continues to dwindle, builders can't build fast enough. There's actually more value in buying brand new because you won't have all the maintenance that you will with an older home. But what Mm -hmm. we're starting to see now, and I think this is happening countrywide, is that there's compression between the two, which is the new, the existing home versus the new home. Yes. And so the new home used to sell at a premium; it was, you know, three fifty, and your existing home was selling for three hundred. Correct. Now those numbers are a whole lot closer. You know, now the new home is selling for four hundred, but the existing home is selling for three sixty-five or three seventy. Then you're looking at it and saying, well, what should I do? Well, if I can wait out where I am, I should be buying a new home, waiting for that build to be finished and moving in there. And then cost-wise, I'm, I'm deferring all the maintenance that would normally need to happen in an older home that I'm going to be purchasing.
0: Yeah. And that's kind agreed. of my thesis is why I think inventory shows up April and May. Yep. and That's just one of them. I believe the beauty of a move-up buyer, which I believe was lacking in 2020, is it's two agreed. transactions. Yep. Agreed. Um Agreed. and that's what we need. We need that move up buyer, right? We need that person who bought in 2010 to go, oh my God, I have 50% equity. Yeah. Let's go spend it, right? That's yeah. that's what we need to have happen. Well, let's go spend
1: it. Or even, I mean, you know, you and I are to a certain degree contrarian. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would, you know, I I'm telling people that, hey, listen, you've got all this equity in your home. I think that there's going to be other, I think there's going to be a lot more inventory in a year than Mm -hmm. there is right now. Yeah. More inventory and some of it being distressed inventory. Yep. That one purchase could propel you for years. Absolutely. If you have, if you have the stomach to sell your home, move into an apartment, I had a a business colleague of mine that just did it. You know, he absolutely hit a grand slam. You know, he, the price of his house in a five-year period almost doubled. He had to put work into it. But the house almost doubled. He rented for the last year. And now he's able to buy something, you know, with, with basically with the largest down payment he's ever going to have. He's got a ton of, you know, ton of money sitting in the bank. He did the hard work, right? He sold, Mm -hmm. he did the work in the house. He sold the house. He then moved his family into an apartment. And now he's buying a house, you know, 10 months later, 11 months later, but he's he found the right deal because he was shopping for the right deal, found a fixer upper, was month to month on his rent, told them, I'm only want to do month to month because it's all about when I can find that next deal. Right. Found the next deal, he'll do the work and there you go. Then that's going to be a massive return on his capital.
0: Yeah. Again, doing the work is, is key to the channel uh, all the time, right? And again, if you're going to do the owner, I'm guessing he lived in his first one for at least two years. So he got 250K tax free. That's right. Oh, look at that. It's a genius, genius guy,
1: right? Yeah, I know. He looks like Warren Buffett. Yes. And oh, by the way, he could do that five times a decade. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's like just, and and that's why you always do the work, right? You always do the work. You always understand where your market is. You always just look and see what's going on. I mean, 15, 20 minutes a day, you're investing in yourself and it's probably the best return on time you're
0: ever going to get. Yeah. And I, people need to hear this. You know, I did an interview Sunday with one of my students. It is, I only ask for 10 to 20 minutes a day. Yeah. If you're, t- if you come, I mean, people always fight me on this. Oh, I'll give you four hours on Saturday. I'm like, no, I didn't ask for that. I want right. 10 to 20 minutes a day, seven days a week. If you want to give, if you want to take Sunday off because even God took Sunday off, so be it, <laughs> but that's it. That's the only exception. Um, right. Yeah. Do, do the work. So man, this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait for topic number three. Sounds great. Thanks.